good? It's your boy Jay Banda here for another epi of Christian Coffee. Hey, we got TDK, two depressed kids in the building, man. Say what's up. Yo. Yo. What's up with you guys, man? How y'all doing? How y'all living? Doing well, man. Appreciate y'all, first of all, coming through. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, it's no a problem. dope opportunity. Yeah. Like I said, this is our first podcast, so this is a milestone right here. Yeah. We got Drake and Drew in the building for TDK for you guys. And Jake and Drew. Jake and Drew. No Drake and Josh. No Drake and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, man. No, you're uh, good, dude. But yeah, man, we got the boys in here from, you guys from Chicago? Yes, sir. Born and raised? Yep. Uh, we're like north suburbs, <clears throat> so like Skokie, Evanston, Wilmette area. Man, I used to uh, fucking Uber up in Skokie. That's yeah. like College Town and shit around there, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some really nice ass beaches over there. They do, dude. For real, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's some yeah. good property. Yeah. In our high school, we were like what, three blocks from the beach. In gym class, we would like take walks over to the beach and just walk around and shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude, it's like it's a great area, honestly, to, to grow up and to live in. Yeah, it was, that was uh, we were blessed. There's a. I was thinking about this this morning in the shower. I don't. I don't know why. Like the the pro, the pros and cons of li- growing up where we grew up. Yeah. Just thinking about yeah. some some first podcast shit. Like about <laughs> to go on my first podcast. What do I need to think about? Um. Let me let me get into pros first. Yeah. Yeah. Pros like, you know, general safety. Great education. Like all you yeah all you have to really focus on is like you know, working on yourself, like, getting good grades, like, not really many distractions, like, it's, it's hard, like, people are hard on you, and, like, there's definitely a lot of expectations. Yeah. For High sure. expectations for everybody, right? For, for sure. sure. But it teaches you, like, how to succeed, and you get to see all these people that have, like, you know. Made businesses. And, yeah. You know, like, are, are the highest in their, in their field, and, um, yeah, I mean the just just being able to observe the people that you're around out there, you get to learn a lot of of shit that I feel like yeah. A lot of kids, at least that we know, I feel like take that for granted and don't, you know, yeah, yeah. necessarily utilize the resources yeah. that they have around them. And yeah, shit. they're not taking in all the all the things that they could all the be. lessons. Exactly, that's like a. Growing up in the culture, like in the, in the rough neighborhoods, like I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, that's the pros and cons because you get to see everything that's going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know that you don't want to go fucking smoke some crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you don't want to be sure. a heroin addict because you see these motherfuckers walking around. That, yeah. But, uh, and, out. Yeah. And but, that's like. And that's something that you guys don't see up there. Like, yeah, you don't sure. see that shit. Like, you don't know what that's like, that life yeah. is like. And that's why so many suburban kids are. They, like, kind of see it like. You know, they think about like rock stars or yeah, people. Yeah. That's that's what they know of it, and they're yeah, like, "Oh, this is this must it's be cool. cool," or yeah. like they kind of idolize shit like that. Yeah, um, and it's a big thing right now, honestly, with like rap culture in the in the suburbs. Like you just see all these kids idolizing lean and sex, money, drugs. Bro. Exactly, exactly. It's the same cycle. And I, I'm I'm glad you brought that narrative up because that's like one of the big things I talk about on the podcast is, is like. People don't understand the power of frequencies, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what people hear, you know, they want to emulate. We are a product of our environment. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's important for our parents to take accountability for what we 
are as his children. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't become this because we taught ourselves to be this way. Yeah. It's it's monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. 100%. I watched you do this. So now I'm going to try doing that. 100%. And it's just like uh, my son smokes weed now. And I have a big, you know what I'm saying? I take accountable for that because he's seen me smoke weed every day. So it's not like. I, I couldn't say, like, why did you smoke weed? That'd be, like, a hypocritical thing for me yeah. to say, you know? Yeah. It's just like, what yeah. the fuck? And yeah. then... Uh, Honestly, he, like, with my parents, I never... My parents never really, like, smoked weed or <clears throat> did that, but I just got into it. I don't even know. Friends? I, Third grade friends? Family, like, <laughs> one of my cousins maybe might have, you know, showed me a thing or two about It's a always thing or family, <laughs> family or friends, right? Um, and then maybe I was a bad influence on the friends back home when I, once I learned all these things from my, uh, my cousin, but, um, <laughs> Damn, don't be from the city. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, dropping dimes on the cousin, but it didn't say his name though. It didn't say his name. <laughs> no, no name drops. Um, but yeah, it, you know, like it's, it's a whole different world. Cause I, I was born in Chicago and then first grade moved to the suburbs and then I moved from one suburb to the next suburb in fourth grade and that's when I met Jake and my cousins all still lived in the city so I grew up going down there every weekend hanging out with them because we're all I mean they're like my siblings yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the same age we were raised together and stuff so seeing like that how different the culture is compared to the city and the suburbs it's like it's so different. Oh, and yeah. People are honestly more accepting of of people being different or change <laughs> to me in in the city. Yeah. And they they're like that's they one don't of care the, what the you cons look like or you the, dress like or who you are, what you want to you know what I mean. If you're they allow cool, you to be who you are. Yeah. If you're cool, you're you're good to me. I'm good to you. In the suburbs, it's like <clears throat> you got to be in with these people, like since. Way back. You got to have that like, old money with them, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> like since, since America was born type shit. Yeah, like yeah. You got to know somebody that owned Wells Fargo. And then this guy knows <laughs> this guy that owns freaking Hershey's chocolate. And this, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's yeah. like, they're all connected. Then their kids get together and like, oh yeah, I got a daughter. You got to, you know, it's, it's like under the radar, but it's like that. Some Out old school numbers. fucking like, it's, weird. Uh, it's clicky and it's, it's a weird like bubble. Like, there was literally, there was two black kids in our school growing up, like, literally from grade school to high school. And, like, we would go on, like, a, like, I remember Nutrier played, what, Simeon, Simeon one, one, one year in basketball. Yeah. And, like, anything past, like, Irving, like, people are like, oh, we're in the ghetto, dude. It's like, is that a Popeye's? Like, Oh, bro, fuck. We, we might get shot. Fucking, <laughs> like, are you bro, serious? Fucking and, Irving. And Irving's up north, yeah, too. Yeah, that's where it's I, like, like, grew up, like, <clears throat> hanging out is all, like, that, it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, And, and like, it's it's nothing, again, like, they just don't, a lot of those, like, kids, like, don't really know any better. They're not it's, cultured at all. They're not cultured. They don't go outside of that area that, or that, that bubble, their, their, like their yeah, vacation right? spots, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, we'll go to freaking Turks and Caicos with everybody from the suburbs <laughs> and then you go down there and it's everybody you freaking grew up with in the same area. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh that's one of the beautiful things about like getting into rap. Um, and like being with our studio is like, we've got to learn. We, we got very cultured and, um, 
it's really cool um, to just like get to see how other people are living and learn about their backgrounds and it's really dope and like I don't know just like the education I don't know what it is that could like help change these people's like these views is it the news like what we were talking about the other day, how they <laughs> frame like, shit I yeah, don't know because like everybody everybody that kind of lives on the north shore whether they'll admit it or not it's like they're afraid of Chicago because they just don't know <laughs> And like, yeah, I mean, the news is constant. You go outside of Chicago, it's the same thing. Like when we when we were on tour, <clears throat> people would ask where we were from, and we'd say Chicago, and people would be like, "Oh man, oh it's dangerous out there. It's super crazy." And we're like, "It's pretty. We're there just pretty about fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever really feel unsafe or like I have an issue or you know what I mean. Like you can put yourself yeah. in danger in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's oh not, yeah, if you go looking for it, you're gonna find it. There's like no denying the fact that there's violence and there's, you know, bad things that yeah, happen yeah. in the city, but if you're not out there Looking in that it. life, or yeah, like putting yourself in bad situations, if you're just walking around, minding your own business, you're gonna be, it's like every, every other city in, in the and, United States. And bro, everybody that's getting killed is because they're getting looked for yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a random act. It is, it is you're, they, they are getting hunted down and tracked and killed, bro. And they That's, try to frame it like that. Oh, it was this random thing. Yeah. Or this, you know, like, but it's not. It's just and to it, scare people. <laughs> and it's crazy, too, because it's not only here in Chicago. Like, you, you, go, you go to L.A., bro. L.A. is worse, I feel like. I would agree. I mean, we went out there, what, a year or two ago? Yeah, dude. I was I was scared. Like, yeah. I, I honestly felt terrible. And we talked about this, like, this is, like, supposed to be it. Know, like you made it people from other countries like i want to go to la see the like walk of fame but really it's just a bunch of tents with homeless people and people that are it's cracked super out super fucking shit. ghetto bro yeah it's yeah, a bunch dude. of people on drugs i mean it's dude, sad we were we we were out there we did a show at a at a weed event out there and then the night of the show we go out we get food oh and we just god. we see some dude oh get god, literally dude. just wrecked wrecked by a car just smashed and it's like i've never seen that in chicago i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah. The, the car didn't stop the car didn't it was like you, a just a homeless dude just fucking i don't know if the guy was homeless or not the guy was crossing the street the, it was a red light so he had every right to cross the street and, and some fuck. car just comes like 60 miles an hour down the road the guy like flew in the air skid across the pavement on his face what the fuck and yeah, dude, and we were, like, smoking weed all night, drinking, and we were just like, is this, like, a movie set right now? Is shit real like, right now? Yeah, Fuck. we were, like, mind-blown, and then you just hear, like, helicopters start flying overhead, like, looking for the car, because the car kept flying 60 miles an hour through L.A., like, through downtown Hollywood, and it was like, what the <sighs> hell did I just see? What is I've this seen place? people, like, <laughs> fighting, maybe, or, you know, like, little dumb, you know, dumb shit, but what, like... I've seen people get in car accidents. They pull over in Chicago for the most part. I mean, I guess I got hit once and the guy ran, but <clears throat> I what, feel like. In a car? Or yeah, in a car. I didn't, okay. I, I've never been been hit outside yeah, of the car. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I, I feel like people have a perception of this city, which it's a, it's a beautiful city, especially after going on tour. Like, growing up here, you kind of get used to it and you get – me, I kind of got sick of it, and I was like, oh, I hate this weather. I hate, you know. For real? Yeah, I'm not. I'm a warm weather guy. I like 
or, or moderate weather. Yeah, you know, yeah. like what it is today. Sixty-five. This is this is seventy. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. That's some that's some Cali shit too. Yeah, <clears throat> but like the actual city itself, it's such a beautiful city. Yeah. Man. When 100%. we drove back into Chicago after tour, I was like. Holy this is like one of the best yeah, bro. In yeah, the it's world. like one, yeah, the skyline, right? It's, it's so beautiful, and then there's so much shit here. I mean, we have so many, and there's so many opportunities. And for us, one thing we kind of noticed once we got in the music industry is like, it's a, it's too cutthroat. Oh yeah, hundred percent. For me, my biggest like gripe with Chicago is people aren't communal. People nope. don't want to help each other out. 100%. People don't want to like keeping. Yeah, yeah, a lot of gatekeeping, a lot of like, a lot of like, fuck you, standoffish. <clears throat> like I'm better. Yeah, bro, that's why. Like, I I don't fuck with a lot of people because of that reason. Yeah, and I just do my thing, bro. Because you know what? I, if people are looking or whatever, they, they're gonna find me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want the good ones to find me. I don't want the riffraff or the fucking bullshit. Can't chase. You, know you gotta saying? attract. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My point. So it's like that's why when I met you and it was just random as hell because I was actually about to leave and then we end up sitting there having like a thirty minute conversation, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just on some good love conversation shit, bro. And just greeting people. There's not that in Chicago. Yeah, not A lot at all. of people hold their title or whatever they feel that they have way up here. And we're all just little people. Like yeah. you said, like about Stokey, Skokie, right? Yeah. If I go over there and try to buy a house or some shit, motherfucker, who the fuck is this big Greasley Adam? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's this lumberjack motherfucker? And I'll be walking around barefoot around my neighborhood. Everybody knows this, bro. Like, on my neighborhood, I'll be barefooted, bro. Like, walking around, doing yard work, doing it in the alley, everywhere. Yep. And I got my kids doing the same. Grounding, you know what I'm saying? We'd be grounding, bro. Like, with the earth. Yeah, it's healthy. Yeah, bro. You gotta just, like, you know, get out there once there in a while, touch grass. Feel the fucking just let go, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. By the way, speaking of real people, shout out to Eugene. You're yeah, very, very easy going, very easy to talk to. First podcast <laughs> experience going swimmingly right now. Appreciate it, bro. Yep. I appreciate you coming on your first podcast and giving me an opportunity for it. Oh, yeah, dude. Of course. You got a sick setup, and uh, this is cool as fuck. I didn't even know what, what were you guys going on. I knew of Lupe Fiasco, but I didn't know you guys were signed to him. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, wild. How did that, how did that happen? Wild. We, um, one of our, like, really good homies that we've known since like fifth grade he's always kind of been like one foot in one foot out with like since the music fifth grade? industry type shit not since fifth grade no but you since knew him like, since fifth grade yeah we've we've been friends with him since then he's always just been one foot in one foot out with all sorts of shit yeah, since yeah. we were kids before like, before we get into that when did you guys start getting into music probably high Ooh. school like making music or yeah, just yeah. like just like just I've, getting into it like yeah, right we, what, 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 i would like, say like for me it was like, I was thinking about this too, preparing for uh, like, how did I get into music? And I was thinking about it and I remember that I think, I mean, first my parents, like my mom and dad had like a crazy diverse music music Don't taste that just like, the dad know, listened to Biggie Dog? Funk to soul to rap <laughs> to rock to grunge to indie, whatever. Yeah. Just no country. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way, so don't feel bad. I, I respect country, but we I just didn't grow up on that. Hey, they um, do have some of the best songwriting. They I, do. I have to say, they do. Yeah, you you have a you're drinking. You're feeling <laughs> good. Some country music is just fine. But um, so yeah, so the music I grew up on was dope. I'm wearing my dad's uh, Blue Oyster Culture from like the 70s today too. Fire. Um, so that was awesome. And then I went to overnight camp. <clears throat> and you're not like allowed to bring electronics or anything. 
Mm. And like this, my counselor, I forgot what his name was, but he was an absolute dog and he'd let me, he'd let me use his, his iPod Nano every day. Cause like he would play music and I'd be like, Oh, what song is this? Like he'd tell I was like super interested. <laughs> so I'd literally have this man's iPad, iPod like more than him. Like every time we were doing activities, I'd just be like in my bunk or like behind the, the cabin, like with headphones on listening. Dude, he, he had such fire, like music that I, I like hadn't heard. Like it was like Carter three, Jay-Z, like OGs and like rap. Snoop Dogg and like Eminem, like all these people, and that was like he also went to school with Mac Miller in Pittsburgh, who's oh, like no one shit. of my biggest inspirations. And um, so he put me onto like Mac, like early, like stuff that I don't even know if it ever came out, um, which was really fire. And uh, yeah, ever since then, I, I, I got a little like MP3 player iPod, and I just every day in school be listening to music and then started writing poetry about like seventh or eighth grade. And that, that kind of transformed into like writing raps with, with Drew in high school. So you, you came to Drew and like, yo darling, let's start rapping. I mean, he, he had an interest too, yeah. um, for sure. But that was just kind of like how, like what got the things that got me into it. Like I would say for me, it was also like definitely a huge, huge influence for my parents like my mom listened to like everything like nine inch nails nirvana um uh yeah we were lucky that way freaking dave matthews fucking dave yeah and and then she would get into like the rap stuff and she was you know i mean she, she listened to so much and then my dad I never knew my biological dad and my stepdad, who is my father through yeah. and through, love him to death. He came in and, like, you know, took over. Just was my dad from day one when I met him. And uh, he showed me, like, Godsmack, uh, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, got me into, like, the more... Alternative rock? Yeah, like heavier rock shit, Metallica, like all that kind of shit. And me and him, we would dress up when I was a kid and put leather jackets on. I had a fake drum set and guitar set, and we would just, like, act like we were rock stars (laughs) in the living room, you know? And, like, from that, that kind of birthed this delusion in my head that I could actually do that from a, you know, young age. Yeah. But never, like having the confidence or yeah i gotta say same here my that's one thing that was awesome about my dad it was like always it was nothing was ever unrealistic and he's like always like he's like you could you could be the next justin bieber like you could do it just start playing guitar start singing start writing and like that was another con that i forgot to mention about growing up where we did everything is so straight it's like you you do this you become this, this you make this much money boom that's your life yeah, you marry this person yeah and but it's and like no one no one really gives you these options that are like there's other there's other things you can do so you feel like kind of trapped and no one really told us like and you can actually make a living to that point music. too like with the, the pros of where we live there are those opportunities there's so in a way but if you don't know about it you're not gonna like get into it you know what I mean? like our yeah. school had like 
DJ club, freaking like music classes. We had glass art class. We had freaking ceramics. Yeah, uh, it's sick. Like you know, like any art that you wanted to get you can into, do. you could do. But if you like, for us, especially for me, like growing up, I mean, my parents, not that they like don't believe in me or didn't believe in like what I could do with with music, but they were pretty realistic people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, you you gave up on freaking piano lessons, you gave up on violin in school, you gave, you know, like, you really think you could do music? You know, that's at least what I think their logic yeah. is, and, you know. So did you give up or you just learned from what you needed from them and you just moved on? Essentially, I just, I, I learned what I needed and, I mean, now they, they support me. And my dad, my dad, has always supported me. I got to say that. Like, he he goes out and is repping me and Jake constantly. He'll Thanks. come home with, like, stories. Yeah, I was at, you know, this this casino, or I was out at, uh, you know, out at dinner with mom, and I'm telling the waitress, and it's funny because <laughs> she knows this person, and, you know, I was giving her your stickers, telling her to look up your music, like, whatever, and like, That's fire, always, though. always, like, yeah. you know, so Super I, I got to pay you know, all the respect to my dad because he's, he's since day one, like, you know, been yeah. about it. My mom, and she'll admit it, didn't necessarily always see it or, like, understand. 100%. You know? I mean, no one, but, no one, <clears throat> no one really thinks it's, like, it, it feels, like, so far away, like, being a musician or being an actor, or being an artist or whatever, and that was, like, the day that we got signed, it's just so crazy because it was like just another normal day. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, where being a mu- we're in the studio, but you know, being, you know, Lupe Fiasco, all those people so far away, and then it's like one day, boom, we get a contract, boom, your whole life completely yeah. changes, and these you're like, like, you're random, like almost there, and it's like just these, you know, two random kids that don't really know really anything about music yeah yeah and that's what we're about like we just try and be like two relatable people that you can be and show people like you know you can can achieve your dreams as long as you you know continue to learn and grow like it's it's scary knowing that there's you know people that are infinitely better at music than me out there yeah but they can't stop like my passion and they can't stop us from learning and growing every day, you know? And, and it's not like a competition, but it's like there is a place for everybody to be able to do their thing. And if you care and if you work hard, you can do it. And yeah. honestly, sometimes the passion and the drive and the hard work outbeats the talent. hundred percent. So, like, yeah. And on the other end, sometimes just good marketing outbeats it all. Yep. And you got just some BS that was marketed. Like, yep, hundred percent. That's 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 a very key point because that's that's all it is too is marketing. Like if you can market something real good, man, you can be really successful. Why you think all these fucking ads on the TV and commercials for a Super Bowl or a commercial for a fucking yeah. any kind of football game? It's always Wendy's, Domino's, fucking Pizza Hut, or some fast food shit going on because they want you to go get some food. They want you to go buy that shit. They yeah. look good. You're hungry, so go buy some fucking. You know, it's just like our music or whatever we do. I don't do no marketing at all, bro. No promotion, no marketing at all. So yeah. it's like just organically yeah, grow. You know it should. Yeah. So it's like, cause bro, I got five kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's different. 
What's and that a, like? And from a dad's perspective, because he was talking about like how his dad had his back so since day one. You know what I'm saying? It's just that that's what we want for our sons. Because as a father, bro, you know what I'm saying? That's all I want for my son. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can understand why he's just pushing because he believes in you. We believe in you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just no other connection on this planet. You know what I'm saying? That from a mother, man, to a, you got your own mother's bond you know what i'm saying and he's got his mother's bond but she got the same tendencies as your mom don't believe in him but dad's gonna let you be a man bro you know what yeah. i'm saying you gotta go out there and make mistakes get experience like yeah. you said you gotta you did the violin thing you learned from it you got the little musical ear from the violin now you moved on to the piano you learn how to play some chords and some keys now you understand i utilize that to the next step yeah. rich dad poor dad talks about that he talks about that like learning things enough to know to know and then move on you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah that's like uh like um when we're in the studio like i play a little guitar like i can kind of play a little bit of everything you know yeah. if i noodle around but it's like one thing that we've like gotten really good at is like we have these extremely talented musicians around us yeah. and it's crazy like telling them what to do but like <laughs> we can we can put to, we can produce a song so well like there's people that are good at like guitar but they can't see like the whole thing or there's people that are good at you know whatever but we have a really good like from not hyper focusing on one thing like we've gotten really good at kind of like seeing like a big picture which i think is something that's that's really dope about like what we do and it's like we know a little bit about everything to like put something uh, something big together you know what i mean just to like speak to that point, and then like, the and that's not like an excuse to be lazy and be like, oh, I'm not, I don't have to learn that, but uh, just we still like, are both like learning. Yeah, we are actively it. learning, but like, it's just having these people to work with is just wild. It's like, what's what's the point of me playing some dog shit guitar on this song <laughs> when I got this dude who's gonna just Fucking absolutely rip it crush it? So, but yeah, that's a, I mean, that's important we'll too. Be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is like my son too, man. He be doing, he be playing every. He started with the guitar, and then he moved on to the bass. First, he started with the drums. I oh, bought him a yeah. drum set. You know what I'm saying? I try to just give him things that keeps him, get him some kind of intrigued, or you know, get get him attached to something, doing something. You know what I'm saying? Other than just getting lost in the video games, like most kids nowadays. Yeah, you know, true. Even though there's out here kids balling off that shit, like fucking Dude. YouTube. Unbelievable, sh- man. Twitch. Who would have thought? Like our parents years ago. Remember? Tell yeah, you them. were a nerd. You were yeah. you were fucking. I was a gamer. Made fun of. Ah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I was, am a gamer. I was never a big gamer, but I was a skater. And <sighs> in I was the a suburbs, too. that's not cool at all. Oh, you're you're, just, you're a like, thrasher. You're one of those degenerate. Yeah, like, oh fuck, fuck this guy's wearing skinny jeans <laughs> and, and freaking what even kind of shoes are those? I wear Sperry's, man. Whatever, yeah, you know, dude, like that shit was so funny. I remember one day, so like it, it was like a dress code up there, like, like an unspoken, unspoken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. If you walked into our high school, most of the guys are wearing the same outfit in different colors, like a, a Ralph Lauren golf shirt and khakis, but just yeah, all different some, colors, some jorts, literally. Swear no, to God. Well, jorts they would do that for like funny days, you know what I mean? Like we'd have like themed days for like pep rallies or whatever, yeah. And they would, guys would come out in jorts for like America Day, and they'd have like an American flag, like freaking T-shirt on, or those fucking you know, shit. I mean, rip off shirt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember one kid just because I was wearing the color purple. He's like, 
wearing a purple shirt? Like, dude, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, dude, I had a shirt that said real men wear pink, and I would get, like, bullied for wearing pink. And it's like, what? And then it was super weird, too, because in, like, grade school, I've always been into fashion, yeah, yeah. into, like, streetwear and stuff. Different, so bro. I, would, I was wearing, like, skin-tight jeans, and it would be, like, 90 degrees out in the summertime, and I'd have, Never like, a wear baggy, baggy shirt on or something, just being a skater kid. And I would, people would just be like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, that's ridiculous. Why are you even wearing jeans? Because everybody in grade school, for some reason, where we grew up, only wore like Nike track pants or Nike like running pants or basketball shorts. Dude, I remember when I would wear fucking. I'm like, dude, in the wintertime, you're over here running around in like shorts and it's negative 30 degrees. You're going to give me shit because it's 90 degrees and i'm in pants it's the same concept dog. Yeah, like the, don't even <laughs> the style evolution is crazy I, I remember when i i remember in like fifth grade i thought like wearing sweatpants and like a sweater was like hard as hell yeah like the coolest <laughs> thing I, I didn't get it at all i was so like not into that and then i remember i got a pair of timberlands in eighth grade fucking tims you thought you were the and shit dude, i thought yeah i was i was like damn dude <laughs> People are going to be like, dude, well, that guy's the coolest guy ever. No. Everyone was like, dude, why are you wearing construction boots, dude? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And I'm like, what do you do? These are, these, this is, this is style. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Then fast forward to freshman year high school. Every kid in my high school is wearing Timberland boots. Yep. Every kid. And I'm, I was like, you got to be shitting me. I just yeah. got dogged on for a whole year just to literally see all of you fools running around in Timberlands. This is ridiculous. But yeah, dude, it was there was like an unspoken dress code out by us, and it was whack. It was whack as hell. And I was not about. I was way off the wall, especially in high school. I was wearing like all sorts of weird shit that people would. Not, yeah, just not. Uh, I guess I did it to myself. Like, could have just blended in. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I I like being me. <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, speaking of that being you, man, you guys. Have a ever go through some down times where you had to go look some soul searching on your own? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. How do you guys manage to get get back, man? What do you do? Who do you talk to? I mean, we tend. I feel like we talk to each other a lot. Yeah, um, we we have a we have a pretty small small circle. Pretty much, I mean, it's kind of just us. We had to, unfortunately, a lot of people. You know, they go their own ways, and even if you're, like, have a good relationship, you know, people got to do their own shit, and uh, we were fortunate enough to be homies and be able to work together, and that's, like, that's a blessing, because we, we're basically, like, we could finish each other's sentences, we're, like, brothers at this point, so it's dope, Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of things I'm looking for, one, just, like, kind of meditating and just like thinking facing kind of tough thoughts things that you don't want to think about and two writing music honestly um it's like a great release i used to go to therapy which was honestly really helpful but um music is just kind of like my go-to um to help me like face um you know, get think about things and kind of like release it, like out a of healthy me way, yeah. and put it put it out into the world and be like, okay, you know, like I 
I can. And I feel like I can as, close that as like musicians and and stuff. And I don't want to speak for all musicians across like the the board, but I feel like most of us out there, we feel like we get a little bit of like solace and like you know, yeah, just a good feeling knowing that what we said could help someone else out there That's or make true. them yeah. like, you know, maybe realize, damn, no, I know exactly what that feeling is. Like someone else actually feels that way. So I'm not alone, you know, like, and for people can, that don't make music, cause I know not everybody, you know, makes music. Just, I would say just like, don't deny yourself the, the things that you like care about and that you want to do. Um, a lot of people are like scared to try new things and or do things like, that would make them happy at the yeah, end of the day. Even just to reach their like own potential, yeah. kind of scared, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Try and something new. To that point, like I, like for me, like I've there's been a, a ton of times where like I've had to do some soul searching and kind of find my like refine myself, and I used to just kind of look towards more of like alcohol or drugs or something to ease that pain or just, you know, numb it essentially yeah. just like, Oh, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So yeah. I'll, you know, take a pill or I'll like, you know, drink. Like I would literally be on FaceTime with this kid after I got kicked out of college. Wild. And I would be like, Wild. I would like had taken. What'd you do to get a kick out of college? Had too much fun. <laughs> I had way too much fun and did not take school serious. And this, like, education is huge for me. Like, I love learning. Yeah. But I don't agree that I, – I think school is not for everybody. No, I agree 100%. And, like, for me, it's just – I admire people that are able to, like, go to college and get through it because I don't understand how. Yeah. I don't get it. It does not make sense to me. There's no There's like, a super program, bro. That's it. I mean, yeah, we're, I see we're it just, that way too. But <laughs> at the same time, there is like merit to it, and like yeah. what they're doing is is a very like, you know, there's a lot of usable tools that you can learn yeah. from school, and there's a lot of professions that doctors you know, require yeah. it that people you that are really passionate about it, like that's dope. Those like, motherfuckers I can respect. Yeah, like, but everybody else that just goes to college to be a philosopher <laughs> or some shit like that, dog, like. Yeah. I mean, it it's sucks because cool. so you many You could just naturally gain knowledge every day, man. Yes. Just through experience every day. So um, many people, like, go to school, they don't use their degree. But, like, at, at that time... D degrees, man, like, in Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, got this degree. I'm, during that time, like, after I got kicked out and stuff, like, I would literally be in my room, just, like, have a huge glass of mostly vodka <laughs> with some lemonade in it and, or, like, tea or something. And then I would have probably taken some something, whether random. it was like, yeah, some random pill, whether it was like a coat, what is it, what, hydro, or, or hydro, yeah, yeah whatever, hydro. whatever the fuck it was, I would just like, I didn't care. I would just take it and I would just drink and get fucking all fucked up. Yeah. And it was dumb. Like, I just didn't, I didn't know where I was, what to do with my life. Like, I knew, I was scared, honestly. Like, just, I knew. At that time, we had worked on music, but never like anything professional. We just recorded on our phones yeah. or on our computers. Like, what, 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 what do I do? Yeah, we didn't know what um, we were doing at all. At that and to point. that point, like I, I literally thought that, you know, all I, I literally thought that I wouldn't be here past twenty one. 
Like I, I literally thought I was, I would be like dead at that point. And yeah. so like all those years that I could have been planning, like, you know, who do I want to be? And like, I always knew like my core values, like I want to be a good person, love, peace, all that, all that stuff, super important to me. But like, like now being here, I feel like I still am kind of like soul searching every day a little bit because it's like I had all these years that I just could have been thinking about like, you know, how do I want to carry myself? All, all these weird things that come up, like I'm not like a cute little kid anymore. It's not like, it's not like cute. Like how do, how do I want to carry myself as a man? How do I want to be a professional? Like how do I want other people to view me? Yeah. When when you can't just smile and be like, oh, it was an accident, you know, like as a little kid, like yeah. you gotta own up to your shit and you gotta like, so that's still something that I'm I'm like working on, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of tough. So if you have if you have any uh, any wisdom in that, like <laughs> shit is a uh, self doubt for me was like a big thing too, man. Like getting over that fear. Yeah, getting back to you guys real quick before you guys started getting into the studio, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Too. Mm-hmm. about before you started recording or anything like that yeah. yeah when you first started recording on your phones and stuff like that what was your guys thought process about like self-doubt like would you did you think about putting it out or was it just Honestly, like some i think we had almost more ignorant confidence back then yeah, okay. where we were like yeah. oh dude this is so hard dude we're, oh, <laughs> yeah. we, dude we could we could be number one because it was you know something what I mean? like this we, we were more delusional almost to a point where but we didn't know like at that point, there was no distro kid. Yeah, there was yeah. no, like, we didn't know how the fuck to upload to Apple Music or to Spotify. <laughs> we didn't know what, we, we were like, we could put it on YouTube or SoundCloud. But SoundCloud was, like, kind of dying out at that point. It was like yeah. that X had popped off. Lil Peep had just died. Like, people were not really on the SoundCloud hype anymore. Yeah, yeah it was kind of just, like, you know, make make these things and just have them to, like, show people. and be Like, oh, that's cool, or... I'd send all of them to him and my brother and be like, what do you think about this? Like, is this, is this hard? And like, he'd be like, yeah, dude, that's, that's sick. And like, if, if I listened to it now, I'd probably be like disgusted. (laughs) um, You got to start somewhere, man. Except that one song, dude, I'm still going to say there's one out there. There's one that, that he wrote back in the day. That's, Still a hit. That thing is still fucking awesome. Well, you can't, you can't find it or what? No, I I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we just, we'd at, we'd, have to like reproduce it actually it was never recorded in the studio yeah. oh it was, it was just like some like, phone records yeah, yeah but it's it's i mean you can feel the emotion and the message like just through that phone recording too yeah that was like weird that, that's, that's also awesome. something with music is like when i was really like when i was at school when i was like really really going through it like that like it's a bummer that i wasn't like where i'm at now because i like have the the skill that I have now because that was like the most raw emotion like crazy just experimental trying to figure out like my sound but like everything was so raw and like that writing I'm always like god I wish I could like have that fucking like raw feeling again yeah um yeah and that's like one thing too crazy times like with what I was saying like I used to um do all these things to like mask my feelings or emotions but like i i've learned to find healthy ways to do that now and i i mean i still smoke a ton of weed and that like helps me with anxiety and mostly now anxiety because after i started like i stopped drinking the beginning of last year or 
on New Year's was the last time I drank. So it's, you know, been eight months now. And that was like a huge, like, eye opener for me because I, I never felt like I had necessarily had like a drinking problem where it was like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I need alcohol. But to an extent, I would kind of question it and be like, I do drink a lot and I do tend to like, you know, have these feelings like, oh, fuck, I, I really want to have a beer. I really want to drink or whatever. And when I stopped, I, it just kind of like lifted this like weight off my shoulders where it's like, I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to worry about that. And I don't, you know, now I do have to face myself more. But through that, it, it helped me like learn and grow. And then to an extent, to what Jake was saying, created this whole new way to like think or write about life in general. Because before I kind of relied on the alcohol or the drugs or whatever it was to make me creative. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, dude, if I didn't have, you know, some beer at the studio, I don't think I could write as good. Yeah. And then it's better without it. Yeah. And then I like stopped. It just makes you okay with like whatever you do. I have all these ideas coming through my head. I'm like, fuck, I need to get this out of here, you know, like, and it's, it's great. And then working out like ever since, I mean, tour was a big eye opener for us because we got to learn firsthand from Lupe exactly how to be in shape and how to like really like if you want to be jacked like how to get there and and how to be a professional and how to be the, one of the best <clears throat> like in what, in what you do yeah like I mean this guy works out in the morning we pull up to sound check he does sound check works out yes, then he has his set on stage performs Works out again. And then, yeah, goes back and does more work. I'm like, dude, what the hell? And then this guy's eating, like, 250 grams of protein a day, you know, limiting every carb, you know, like, really hyper-focused on everything. And it's it's gotten me to the point where I'm almost, like, getting obsessed over, like, oh, God, I got to, like, hit my macros. Got to make sure I eat enough carbs today and enough protein, whatever. Um. But for someone that like me, that drinking was that vice, this kind of fills that void where, you know, like now I have this new hobby that yeah. I can really get into and it's actually going to be good for my health and, you know, like help me. And just the mental clarity, like every day. Today, I did not get to go to the gym in the morning, but oh, like usually when I go in the morning, I get, you know, like just. It's you almost feel like high first thing in the morning, and I don't I don't smoke. I used to wake up first thing I would do is pack my bong or roll a joint and smoke. Yeah. But now I get up, I have like my little morning routine. I do like cold shower so I can you know wake up and freshen myself up. I have my pre workout I take, and then I go to the gym and I get home and I feel incredible. And then I mean I still smoke yeah. after I get home because I'm like sore and I want to feel like nice and relaxed and and whatever but it's just such a nice like way to get any emotion out in my opinion you have you're pissed and you know you 
just had like a shit day. People were treating you bad. You go into the gym and you take it all out on like all the weight and on the freaking treadmill or on the elliptical, you know, whatever. And you, yeah, yeah. once you leave, all that shit is like Released. washed away from you. And you're like, what was I? Why was I worried about that? That doesn't even <laughs> matter. I don't even care. You know, and, and like most of the things that, and I realize this at a pretty young age and like even my grandma, she always said like, you're really good at staying calm and like you know my whether it was my parents or siblings or whoever getting in arguments I was always like the one that would stay very calm and just be like try to walk away from a situation and not you know make things worse and I feel like I've lost that a little bit with drinking and then regained it now that I'm like just you know realizing after I go to the gym like what these things don't matter most of the things that i'm worrying about and that people are worrying about on a day-to-day basis that then they take out these aggressions on other people it's these things don't matter you know what i mean it's gonna you're gonna wake up tomorrow it's a new day you're probably not gonna remember it so why why ruin someone else's day over it or take it out on somebody else or take it out on yourself you know don't hate yourself for for any reason yeah yeah because People be having fucked up days, though. You know, everybody be like, man, what the fuck? Going through shit. Yeah. You know? And so it's like everybody, like my son said the other day, he's like, man, everybody's just naturally just going through shit every day. Like nobody knows what really somebody's going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, on tour, you know, like being being two depressed kids, like we want to like, we want people to feel open and be able to communicate you know, not only the bad, but like the good, just like, you know, just let the wall down. So yeah, hundred percent more relatable, but on tour, we kind of got a taste of like the powerful, the power, like the power of our name because people would come up and, you know, they'd be like, Oh, two depressed kids. And they'd tell us some really, really, really hard stories, stories. Yeah. And like people who their their kids committed suicide or, you know, like just stuff I never thought that our name would bring up or like, you know, people would connect with it so much to the point where we're handing out flyers to these people just being like, hey, can you check out our music? We're two depressed kids. And then now I'm and they're crying and they're telling you their stories. And and yeah, I mean, it's like that's what we want. But at the same time, it's like it's so hard. It's so hard because, you know, we just, like, I've never experienced anything as as hard as some of these people. And, like, I can try and give advice. um, And it's just, like, I don't know. Just being there is, like, I feel like, you know, the best you can do with learning, building a community of, like, people that can, like, be open with each other and, like, feel safe and, like... I don't know. It was it was cool to see, like the power of of our name and like that what we wanted to start, like actually see it come to fruition. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's hard, dude. Like people really are going through some shit, and sometimes like you know we want to be like someone that can help, but sometimes I like we I. I don't even know what to you say just think to like, people. Yeah. Like sometimes it's got to be tough, man. Be sitting there, just like, what do I know? Like what? Like I don't. I don't even know how you are trusting me enough. I don't know how you're at a concert. Information. 
I'd be like devastated, dude. Some well, of what these yeah, people are saying, yeah. like, like I and to that point too. Like I think about that a lot. I watch a bunch of like. I don't know if you've heard of the uh, like YouTube series under the soft white soft underbelly. white underbelly. Yeah. yeah, and he like interviews like homeless people or like you know people that are addicted to drugs or you know working the streets or whatever, and like some of the stuff that people like I don't know how you're st- still like just living yeah, at it, all because people are I tough and they're doing everyday shit just like us. You'd never know. But they're, they're homeless people are just doing what we've been doing since the beginning of time, man. Just living out there in, in the land. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah man. And that's I mean, the crazy part to look at. But but they're just like, fuck it. They're homeless, and it's crazy as hell because there's a lot of homeless people in yeah. LA, and it's like Chicago too is starting to get bad around the area, some areas. But yeah, for sure. And it's just like, man, like, fuck. It's 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 sad. It's um. Really like it's a tough situation to find the right answer for you. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no like right thing to do because you could give homeless people money, but will that is yeah. that going to help Change them? Is that going to give them a house and like you know is that going to feed them forever? You could, I mean, to me, and I know like we both agree on this. We want to at some point in our careers like start an organization or do something to help homeless and i feel like and i'll I'll say this till i die i think education is the biggest thing and like if we could start an organization where you like really teach these people life skills how to work yeah how to get a job how to apply for a job i mean i'm some homeless people probably don't even know how to apply for a job and it's like these are things that they need to know yeah. So that they could actually get their life together and actually make a change. And, you know, for some people, I'm sure like therapy, I mean, maybe yeah, they have like over, overbearing. I don't even know if that's, I don't know, I'm making up uh, words at this point. Um, but like <laughs> they have, they have problems that are so Did heavy. you smoke enough? <laughs> the the second hand high. I, I, I'm just going to become dumber and dumber. <laughs> as this goes on. Um, but, I mean, they. Some of these people might just have like devastatingly sad upbringings, like experiences that, like, well, you know, shit. Like, like, can like you, how can are you? How are you still functioning? Like when you've been through some. Bro, of these there's things. so much shit that I've been through as a kid, seeing growing up, family shooting, stabbings, like, yeah, dude. and it's just like, and then to hear you guys' a story from where you guys grew up. So we didn't have all that. You know what I'm saying the arts and classes that everybody else has. You know what I'm saying we didn't. Our community didn't have that. We were in uh, low end poverty, I would say. But I'm I'm lucky enough to be not a gang member. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's I, I grew up in the middle of the, all of it, bro. And yeah. I, and the area I grew up in was the Latin Kings, but I never even yeah ever became a member. Nothing, no association. And I'm just me. How how hard is that to stay away from? It's pretty. My mom was in my ass, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even though my mom was there. And she wasn't. She was like, you know what I'm saying? Doing what mom do on a weekend, going out and partying. I would be at like friends or aunt's house just sleeping over, you know what I'm saying? When mom was doing bartending and she do what she had to do to survive. So like, and we, her friends were fucking some people, like, you know what I'm saying? Just people in general around the neighborhood. 
Yeah, it would just show it'd be weird, bro. Like yeah. I, I, I remember a motherfucker getting beat in in my crib. Really? Yeah, like in in the Sheesh. basement. Like like what the fuck? Like you could just hear the rumbling. Do 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 do. Fucking somebody for like three minutes straight. And I think I was like nine years old. Jeez. Dude. Ten years old. I think I remember that shit. And it's just like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Just how do how do those experiences like change your like outlook or like wh- how did that help you hurt you? Bro, honestly, when I was like a, a lot of thought was going through my mind. I thought it was just natural. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just raised around it. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see it all the time. You see family fights. You see neighborhood fights. And then bro, a couple times getting shot at. Like it was just. Yeah, remember, that's that's wild, dude. I got shot at one, two, three, four, I think four times in the neighborhood. God, dude. Yeah, one time we were just chilling on the corner. We were like 12 years old. I was like 12 years old. We are just chilling on the corner. You know what I'm saying? Dude like rose by like an old ass, like like a, a black dude, I think it was. Who was out a shotgun? Boom. Get off the corner before you catch this. You know what I'm saying? That's like right there. We're like, what the fuck? And he seen we were young. You know what I'm saying? But he was out there looking for some other motherfuckers, not us. That's and that's the corner they used to hang on and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, just weird shit like that, bro. Getting shot at, like fucking that shit. It's like it was. It was like it was like a normal thing. Like we knew in the neighborhood. Like all right, we might get shot at today. Type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like because there's some random. The '90s is a li- that's when the gunplay really started coming crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was grew up in the '90s. I'm 39, by the way. So yeah. just just being from that environment, man, it just. I remember me leaving and transitioning and going to live with my dad in Toledo, Ohio, mm-hmm. and I was like seventh grade. So like right after elementary, I went straight there. You know what I'm saying to my pops. So my pops had a different. He had a military background, structures, perfect shit squared away. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So, which I, I didn't give him the full ability of being a father. You know what I'm saying. So I, like from him being gone since I was like three years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I grew up a little bit. He was around, but he wasn't. And then like. I thirteen, I think I was thirteen or fourteen years old when I went to go live with him in Toledo, Ohio. And then transition, I didn't give him the time and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't there, so I felt like there was like a a barrier in between them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So our bond wasn't good yet. So and then as the time went on, I seen what kind of man he was, as how he conducted himself, how he took care of things, how he took care of the family. You know what I'm saying? I took that shit to consideration. That's why I'm the father that I am today. You know what I'm saying? Because if it wasn't for him to have that work ethic either and the tendencies that he had. Because yeah. a lot of it, I, I, I watched it. I'm a observer, dog. like watching things. That's how I learn shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watch people. Same here. You know what I'm I saying? Was, uh, I, uh, I was living in Ohio, like Toledo. It was different. It was a bunch of white boys. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it is. I, like, that was like my homeboy Will. We're still good friends today. My homeboy Larry, Larry Will, are good friends, man. My high school friends. You know what I'm saying we grew up. Yeah. That's where the bonds are made. At, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Between men and shit, and friendship. So, yep. a lot of my good friends are still out there, bro. I gotta so. say, shout out Ohio, because we, when we were on tour, that was like one of my favorite states that for we real? went to. I, Cleveland, I, baby. I love Cleveland. I thought it was gonna be a dump. No cap. <laughs> that's 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 the kind of vibe I was like. That's getting fire and, though, bro. And yeah, memes dude. and whatever, but Cleveland's Cleveland fire. is dope, dude. People are so nice in Ohio. Yeah, like it's not like Chicago. It's so polar opposite of Chicago. I never huge sense of community. People like helping each other, working together, and and a lot of awesome shit. Like and the musicians. Yeah. Shout out Tropidelic because those dudes are. I mean, they're fucking incredible. 
incredibly talented artists and they uh they're just such like good people you know what i mean like yeah. it, right it's away, no wonder that shit is just popping off like pe- like you don't even realize how much stuff is coming out of like cleveland and ohio but it, it's like you go there you talk to the people who are working behind the scenes at these like music events and it's like oh no wonder there's all these like little collectives that are like just helping, helping each other, each other out. boost up, and then like all of a sudden, like you have all these bands that are just coming out of Cleveland that are fucking sick, <laughs> yeah. And like all sorts of vibes doesn't matter. Like Tropidelics is like a little bit like reggae rap, and there's like rap, rap, and pop, and rock, and everything. It's super cool, and everyone's like super accepting of it. So I, yeah, I I loved Cleveland as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, dude, just just Ohio in general. I I love that that state i don't know why i'm, I'm so drawn <laughs> but I, I just think the people were fucking great and i think uh, that uh, that's where i learned uh about real weed bro that's when i started smoking <laughs> some good kush because hey, white boys turned me on bro yeah they used to call it fruities back in the day oh, fruities yeah. fruities that's when i first learned about the fruities shout out to guys uh ken my boy ken he used to sell ace all day Fuck yeah yeah man he used to go get the big faces. I remember when the big faces came out. He was <laughs> holding up the, but the big faces. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was only the hundreds and fifties, I think. I got uh, a, I got a shout out, Bug, for uh, putting me onto the good weed. He's yeah. always uh, he's always got that like I don't even know. It's oh, like, you gotta put me on, though. bro, dude. <laughs> I, I honestly like I can't even be on his level. Like I, I wish I could. But the he's tapped the in. amount of know money how. that you gotta spend on this weed is like dumb. Yeah. Like it's like the the top shelf. Yeah, and then it's worth it though. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you see it and you smoke it and you're like, dude, what the hell have <laughs> I been smoking this whole time? Yeah. And I I go to the dispensaries and that shit's expensive as hell. Yeah, 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 and like they have some decent weed, like. I fuck with uh, a few brands in Chicago, but I uh, I don't know. There's just something something about that that like street top shelf like <sighs> comes from probably Cali or wherever. But that shit is just oof. It's Man, tough. I had this uh, one dude on the podcast, Yareen, and uh, he grew his own shit. And- and it was like the cleanest bud I've ever smoked. It was like the cleanest shit I ever smoked. It Dude, was, I love that when you like breathe it in. It's like a fresh. It's like what the air. fuck you're is like, this? Ooh. And then you get the taste, and it's like what yeah. the fuck? And then you're like really high, but you're not like over exhausting the anxiety kind of high. You're just like high. Like, yeah. you're like oh, what the fuck? This is a different kind of high. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I love that shit. Getting back to you though, you said you didn't think you're gonna make it past 21. Why you say that? I don't know, man. I, I just had like a, I had like a very grim outlook of the world for some reason. Um, and I don't even know, like, like I always tried my best. I always was nice to everybody. It wasn't even like other people. I just like, I, I don't even know what it was. Like, it's just like this, like, story maybe or like this legacy or like something just like, I wanted people to be like, you know, like maybe it was like the best way I thought I could like make an impact or something like be a great fucking person and then just like leave and people be like, wow, you should have taken something from that or like 
I don't know. And I just, like, wasn't having a good time. Music didn't seem realistic. The things I cared about didn't seem like they could actually come to fruition. And I was just like, you know, this sucks. Like, I'm stuck, like, doing shit that I don't care about. Like, uh, like appeasing people who don't really seem to care care (laughs) and trying way too hard for just to, you know, get shit. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Get shit out of your what? Your art? What are you talking about in general or everything you do? Yeah, just in general, like, just not, like, you know, like, working hard, trying hard for other people and the things I do and just, like, nothing really comes of it. So that's what that's like that's kind of I'm like 39 now so like that's where I'm at like in my life bro like uh, like just understanding the value of self you know yeah. what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and if I could have got this knowledge when I was like 25 or something I would have got probably been a different person a better person I was just telling my wife this this morning it was just like man I made so many mistakes yeah and you, you got knew, it though, you, unfortunately. And, and the crazy thing is you know when you're making the mistakes that it would it it probably help you in the long run but you're just scared to take that step you know yeah. what I'm saying. And the, and the thing is with me, I never, like I said, we never invested and never really promoted marketing or anything like that. And it's just this fruition itself. You know what I'm saying? And my son says like that, it always happens to the people that never fucking try. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just like, and it's just coming together, having conversations like we're having though, like opening more doors for this, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. And then going through it for me and then utilizing everything that I seen growing up in the streets learning things you know what i'm saying i utilized that shit from and turned it into something better if it wasn't for one of my cousins to tell me like you got to look at things different you can't be like me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. if you're gonna do this find somewhere out you know what i'm saying so yeah. i got a good job started working work with the union you know what i'm saying so yeah started making money started investing in myself started buying um, my wife bought me my first camera so that's what started it like 13 years that's ago awesome i told her a story my dad, uh, when I was living with him in Toledo, Ohio, I wanted a Canon, one of those fucking 35 millimeters. Mm-hmm. It's still expensive. They're like fucking like $1,000, you know, 1200 bucks back then, too. Yeah. With the lenses and shit, the film and all the dark room you would have had to get, the chemicals and all yep. that comes with all that good developing shit. Yeah. Um, so he said, no, money was tight. So I told her the story about me always wanting to be a photographer, and then she bought me my first camera. That's and, awesome, dude. And then here we are with you gentlemen, fucking 13 That's years so later. Cool. Yeah, dude, I gotta honestly pay props to my girl too, cause she's she's held it down since the day we met. Shout she, out to the queens. She met me before all this music stuff, and yeah, she's always just been there supporting. So gotta give it to her. Shout out to the queens. Yeah, dude, finding people to actually support you and care is is, is hard, but definitely gotta hold on to those people that do. That's think, special. Again, getting back to you too about you feeling that way towards the world, man. Like, it, you got to understand, man, we were born in this world alone. Yeah. You know? That was one of the hardest things to, like, yeah, to, like, come to terms with. And, and you can't you can't worry about anybody else's perception on you. Yep. Cause that and, shit doesn't matter. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like, too, the moment that you kind of start, at least, <clears throat> I wouldn't even say, like, feeling more confident in yourself, but the, the moment you kind of, start to see yourself in a, in a better way, I feel like that's when you start to draw those, like, people in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, before I met my girlfriend is when I was doing all that shit and 
being drunk and whatever. And then you I started sh- kind of like shiesty people. Not that you did, but yeah, it's like yeah. what the how you treat yourself is like kind of how what others you are gonna treat you. Like, yeah, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. in your life. And then yeah, I started kind of taking more care of myself. There was like a whole other incident where I was gonna go to the navy, and then that didn't work out. So I like got kicked out of my house, lived with him for a stint, and then yeah. Uh, like went and lived with my grandparents. That's some new lingo. What's a stint? <laughs> like uh, <laughs> just a short period of time. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, all uh, right. And then, <clears throat> um, yeah, I lived with my grandparents for like almost a year, and I was like working in a factory and stuff, like just taking care of myself. I got like really skinny at that point in, in time, like almost too skinny. Should have been eating more, but. Were you <clears> drinking? I was drinking at that point, yeah, but... Why did the drinking start, by the way? Um, Just a way to cope with things, or what? Well, I, first of all, like, my family is, like, big into drinking. Like, oh. there's, a lo- there's, a, there's a lot of alcoholics in my family. Product like, of your environment, right? It's Yeah, it's just, like, kind of cu- the culture in, for, like, family parties, everything. Like, it was when you're, like, 16, it's, like, that's when you learn yeah. to start drinking and shit, and you 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 know get tested essentially, like kind of almost like a ha- hazing process. You yeah, got to do yeah. like Century Club, learn how to you know. And for I get it because you know your family wants you to like know how to properly drink before you like go into high school and college, and you're gonna be a dumbass. So like I respect that concept of it, where it's like you know we want you to be prepared and not go into this stuff blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at your first day of college, like, go to the hospital. Yeah, getting a stomach pump. Yeah. Fucking alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think it was, for me, I just always had this feeling, like, I'm not, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. And, like, my stepdad loved my dad to death. He, again, I can't stress this enough. He's yeah. the most amazing man. He helped me so much in my life but like him being an alcoholic always gave me this like hatred for alcohol but I still had that desire and I just really like beer if I'm going to be honest yeah. I still like go buy zero yeah. alcohol beer just because I like the taste of it I like to I like it I don't know so I just almost got to the point where it was like routine for me to drink and that's when I started to think cuz when I was younger, it was just more for fun. Like, I mean, we would do dumb shit. We would, you know, steal yeah. some some alcohol from our parents or whatever and pour up and just get drunk and do dumb regular high school kid shit or go out to parties and drink and smoke and whatever. But it was never like, oh, I'm just going to, like, go get drunk at home by myself. That was, like, after college, like, once I got kicked out of college. 11-11? Yeah. Make a wish. That's amazing. That just made my day. Everybody at home, count your blessings. Say a prayer. (laughs) Oh shit! Every uh, every day for the AM and PM. That's like my my time to just shut down. (laughs) My girl knows like she can't ask me questions or talk because I'm gonna be doing my like I just manifest. I have like this mantra I go through every day, twice a day, and yeah. We are on divine time, my brothers. <laughs> this is a meeting that we already had in a past life, and we are here again. Literally. 
Um, I wouldn't <laughs> change a damn thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I would say like after college, because I was just doing dumb shit in college too. Like, you know, that's when I kind of started to experiment more with pills and just did not care at all about my life, how people perceived me, nothing. And like to the point, it there. What drove you to that though? I mean, I felt similarly to how he did. And, like, I never really expected to live this long or, like, thought that I would make it to, like, 25 or, like... Is it, be, is it because the expectations were so high? I feel like it was partially that and just, like... For me, like, I always had this sense of not knowing myself because I didn't know my biological father, which... As I got older, I I learned that, like, that guy has nothing to do with who I am as a person. Like, he might may have created me, you know, that action brought me into this world. But who I am today, I'm a product of my dad who raised me, my mom, and, you know, my friends and, like, the environment I grew up in. Yeah. And then what I chose to, you know, to do with all of so it had, you know, I've grown to, like, accept the fact that, <clears throat> you know, this person made a decision, had nothing to do with who I am as a person, because he doesn't know me, he doesn't know who I am, he's never met me. So, you know, like, getting over that was, like, a big leap, and I feel like that always hindered me and made me feel like, you know, I can't be accepted, you know, my own father that supposedly is the guy that brought me into this world. Don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah, so, like, why would anybody else, you know, want to deal with me? And it drove me to a point where I just kind of started to hate people in general. I would just, like, didn't want to deal with anybody. Everyone pissed me off. I was annoyed. I just, like, in high school, would just throw my hood up, had my headphones in, head down, didn't want to deal with anybody or, like, anything. And then in college... I thought, like, this is my time to, like, recreate who I am and how people perceive me, and I don't want to be that guy who's fucking, you know, just a Debbie Downer, like, you know, I hate everybody, so I kind of went extreme on the opposite end, like, I'm going to go every party, try to make friends with everybody, like, be out, you know, be active and whatever, and just fuck school, essentially, (laughs) like, I don't even want to deal with that, I don't, like... I'm so, I was so stupid to the point I didn't even go to class. Like, all I had to do was show up, yeah. and I wouldn't have gotten kicked out. I would have got a D maybe because I didn't do anything, but I didn't even show up. I would just wake up, figure out where I could go get high, go drink that night, then wake up and do the same thing again. And <clears throat> Just like, weed high or other high? Depends <laughs> on the day, honestly. Um mixture of the two i mean weed high was every day i always was like you know gotta find weed at that point it was like such a struggle too i remember like i'd i'd have like 20 bucks a week in college to survive off pretty much and i'd be like how the fuck am i gonna get weed to (laughs) last me all week with 20 20 motherfucking dollars to the point i would be like I'd have, like, a shitty speaker that I never use. I'd go to, like, my dealer and be like, yo, dude, I got this Bluetooth speaker. You want this for, like, 
seven G's? And he'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah, there you go. Like, to, for the it's almost like <laughs> to, to the survive, point, yeah. Yeah, like to the point where I'm like almost a crackhead, you know what for I mean? For some weed. For some weed. Like, it was bad. And like, I still smoke weed every day. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not like, oh, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I love yeah. to smoke. But now it's like a passion for weed where I like, yeah, I, yeah. I grow weed and I, I like love the process. I learn about like all the different terpenes and, you know, I, I, I want to have like my own company someday and, you know, do shit with it, not just smoke it. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but back then, yeah, it was just, it was different. It was, a, it's weird. Like looking back at who I was, cause it was like, totally different i was a very different person back then and like i don't i haven't like necessarily got to the point where i fully understand why or like what necessarily like drove me to these points but like i just know definitely the product of my environment and like you know being around drinking all the time and i know like at have family that was into drugs and like <laughs> heroin and shit like that so i never i never like witnessed any of that you know yeah. i never like saw that shit but i'd heard stories or like you know whisperings of you know what happened in the past and and i don't know i think all those things make draw you towards it in a way yeah. especially when like my parents were pretty fucking strict on me and I was, like, Jake can attest to this. Any of my friends can attest to this. I had to call and check in right when I got to a friend's house so they knew where I was. Yeah. If I was going to leave that location and go somewhere else, I had to call and let them know and then let them know when I got to that next location. Like Talk to parents and shit? Like, they, they yeah, let, call parents, make sure that I'm sleeping over at their house, like, all <laughs> literally you didn't even do anything crossing, their, crossing every t dotting every i making sure that like which i gotta respect like they're they're on top of their shit making sure their kid's safe but when you grow up like that it kind of drives you to want to try shit and yeah. like push the limits and then you're like what you know what can i do now what you know and i don't know it was just it was it it was weird and then like for my siblings too, they're a lot younger than me. They're my sister is a senior in high school now, and my brother's a freshman in high school. And their upbringing is pretty significantly different from mine. Um, but I I think the way that they are being raised allows them the freedom to learn who they are. Where I was kind of like, oh fuck, I can't do this. I can't do that. I gotta always check in I, I like you know to the point where then once i was had the freedom to do what i wanted it was like all systems go let's try this let's fucking you know do whatever and uh honestly i don't regret it because it, it taught me a lot not that i suggest anybody goes and does anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like if i would never suggest that anybody tries any drug or even drinking like after after I stopped, I think, like, I think weed's the only drug that I can, weed Shrooms. and mushrooms. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that, those are the only two drugs I can We don't do them that much, but we do like shrooms. Yeah, they are, like, they're very good anxiety releasers, especially, Bro. like, 
I wish I'd have known that. I would have brought some. <laughs> Those they're uh, so they're so good, dude. Dude, I fucking uh, had a, like a super. I tell this to everybody. It was like my awakening, bro. Like you know, that's why I said we talked. It's eleven eleven. I'm real big on numbers, matching numbers. You know. Yeah, dude. Um. So when I said that we we're just past lives, we were just meeting again. You know what I'm saying? So everybody yeah. that comes to my door, bro, it's for a lesson or a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So. We're just meeting again in this life. We already met before in another life. We're just meeting again. Our souls, bro, our real spirits. Not this physical. We've been in different physical forms, though. And then that's what it felt like when I took these uh, excessive amount of shrooms. (laughs) (laughs) We were here, man, in the studio. It was me, my son, and my best friend. And we were just here. And it was like I was, like, the creator, bro. It was like I was the creator of the universe. Because we all gods, you know what I'm saying, of our own world. You know what I'm saying we create the atmosphere and the environment that we want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying based on what our thought and our consciousness, our pineal gland, you know, yeah, energy. Yeah, it puts in front of us. You you make this 3D image what you want it to be. You know, that's why you got to learn to cope with all that. And that's why I came to that point where I seen my spirit, fucking for centuries, and just doing this shit for centuries during this trip. Like I was just transporting, like just. I know that we all have been here before. Yeah. This is like a reset. This is this our life again. You know what I'm saying? In this matrix. So yeah. Synchronization. It was weird, bro. It was crazy as hell. Yeah, like, dude. Mushrooms I've, really helped me. I've done some, like, my my grandma, she's very much into, like, yeah, this crazy wild. experimental things. Yeah. And, like, I, rem- I remember at one point in grade school or, like, it was probably, like, junior high or high school. Um, she like pulled me out of. Now this is your grandma. Yeah, this is my grandma. She pulled me out of school, and took me to this like seminar class. I don't even know what to call it, but we go to like this lady's house. She's got all these like kind of massage style beds like laid out, and she like talks us through this whole thing. She's like, "Yeah, we're gonna touch these points on your on your head, and you're gonna lay back." We'll partner you up with somebody. We'll show you where to, like, press on their head. And the person that's laying back with their eyes closed, having their head touched, you're going to start to, like, relive your past life. And yeah. you're, you're going to experience, like, all this. And they're, like, teaching us all these different points and whatever. And we go do it. And I was young, so, like, I didn't fully, like, get into it or, like, let myself, like, fall back and relax. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there. who's touching my head not not paying attention to what's really being taught exactly but i what i witnessed from other people made me like really believe in that type of shit and like the the past lives and like you know just different points on like the pressure points like being able to release these things and i mean there were people like literally sobbing breaking down explaining this entire like crazy story of what their life their past life, life. Was. yeah and i'm like what the hell? like this is nuts unless these are all paid actors here which everyone here had to pay to be here so i doubt that's the case yeah this is this is crazy and then when i got a little older and i was living with my grandparents after i like got kicked out of college and then didn't get into the navy i did this like out of body I don't know. I don't know what it was necessarily called, but she 
had me listen to this tape. And at this point, like, I've done these other things with my grandma throughout my childhood and, like, have experienced things and now, like, you know, fully believe in everything. So I'm, like, sold. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, throw these headphones on. I'm going to put this tape on. This guy's going to talk you through this breathing and you're going to astral project out of your body and you're going to go through this experience. You're going to meet your spirit guides and whatever, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm sold on it, but obviously still skeptical about it. And just like, what the heck is this? So I, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go all in. And I fucking shot out of my body and launched into outer space and had, like, the most insane, like, if someone told me I was on drugs, I would have believed them because that was, like, the wildest. No drug has ever made me do what that shit did. Then come to find out my grandma's like, this is stuff's dangerous. You don't want to get into it because I don't know. I don't know if you're a very religious person, but supposedly, like, demons can somehow uh, summon your body yeah like cut the tie between your soul and your body and yeah the realms but that that was like bro you had never seen dr strange i was no 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 you gotta go watch the fucking dr strange it. it talks about everything that we're just talking about now but that experience what i like went through was like so I, it was just like i had to reprocess like being alive essentially like when i my and my grandma told me she's like when you're done just like lay in the room for a little bit and then like come out and whatever and yeah i was like it it ended i took the headphones off and i'm like sitting there like touching myself like, like what the fuck is going on like am i what is real right now because that shit especially when you're sober like some shit like that happens yeah you're like you can't explain it like that okay tell them your your spirit guides it was it was i saw albert einstein jesus christ and kurt cobain but what was weird about the whole situation too is you don't see flesh that makes sense you don't see see their spirit and you know who it is which is weird Exactly. It's so weird. Exactly. You just get there and you're like, oh, I know exactly who you are. And you, and it's not like I can't even explain what a spirit looks like or what it feels like or what that energy is. But it's just like this energy. And you're just literally just floating nothingness almost. But you still like, you know, and recognize what everything is and what's going on. It's so bizarre. Such a bizarre. Uh, That's crazy. feeling and to like go through and after that I was just like I don't know what to believe because I I'm religious adjacent if that makes okay. sense like I'm I I don't know what is Leave. real and what's wrong and what's right and what's up and what's down when it comes to religion because for me when I look at the Catholic religion it's kind of scary to me and it's like a lot of negativity and not a lot of like and when I say negativity it's not like obviously they're preaching the word of the Lord and they want you to be a good person but the way they do that is through like threatening you essentially yeah which is like what the 
how is that? That's yeah. not right. That to me does not make <laughs> sense because that's no. not God. No, it's like uh, for me, I, I tap into my ancestors, so I reach out to them. Like I praise and walk and worship and pay homage to them every day. You know? Yeah, and it's just uh, because they're the ones that walked this earth before me. You know, so it's like um, and it kind of for your for your relationship with your father. That's something that you can still release, you know what I'm saying, if you have the chance to express your feelings because you're still holding on yeah. to that thing. You know what I'm saying? And once you get to tell your dad how you truly feel, I feel that will help you tremendously when he's died or when he, you can still do it if he dies. You know what I'm saying? You can yeah. just find out where his gravestone's out and go release whatever the hell you got to release because it's holding you back still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And uh, for us, we got to understand that shit in life. There's a lot of things that we're going to go through that we can't not explain, man, you know, and it just happens. And that's why as individually, we all go through things like we said. And but there's this video I watched the other day. My wife shared it with me. and He talks about the existence of us being here. It's already a precious blessing. You know what I'm saying? So we got to we, we come with good things, come with agonizing pain sometimes because nothing you got to have balance. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be grateful for the good things and also the bad things that you get to experience in this life. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I honestly always like, something to be learned. I yeah. honestly feel, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like there's always a lesson within the bad yeah. and even the good. Yeah. There's always something to be learned. Something to be learned. And honestly, it probably, I, don't, I was going to say maybe even more so the good just because people always overlook just think oh that was so great and they never really think back at what really could you have learned from that yeah. even though it was great like we've done shows where you know people are like oh that was a ama- that was a great show and we'll go look back on it and we'll watch it and watch it and watch it and pick out every little thing that we could have done better because yeah it might have been great people might have loved it but i mean a lot of these people are probably drunk so yeah. I can't really trust your judgment there. You've probably seen a lot of shows that you said were great, and then you might look at the footage later and be like, oh, man, what the heck was that? Man, I'd I be doing that with my pictures for photography. Like, uh, I look back at my pictures. It's like, damn, this shit was really dope. But at the time, uh, it wasn't enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, because we, we critique ourselves the worst as artists. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. It's it's a good thing and a bad thing, though, but when that's why you got to ask for other people's opinion on things, you know? And I feel like it's kind of almost treat it like watching tape back for like football did you play i don't know if you played football in high school but like yeah in high school when you go watch tape and you're like oh you know look at how this guy got through here and you could have this guy could have came over and blocked and that's kind of how we watch our our footage of our performances in a way you know it's never like oh man wow that was terrible or like you know to shit on ourselves or to be like it's you know it's very like methodical like oh fuck at this point we could have you know maybe engaged an audience a little bit more like you know switch sides yeah. sides on the stage or and and i feel like not enough artists today take their stage performances seriously you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of do karaoke essentially (laughs) yeah it's literally just like (laughs) with them standing in the building yeah, it's t- I, I mean, I don't want to say it's terrible, but it's just like for me, I don't want to spend Whatever. sixty to a hundred something dollars to go see a 
an artist that I love listening to their music, but then all I'm going to do is hear the exact same thing that I'm going to hear on Apple Music. Yeah. He's screaming over it. And, yeah, and the sound around. sometimes is not all the way fucking calibrated right. And, yeah. yeah, and I think that's also, too, a little bit on the artist from, like, something we learned on tour. Just you got to be there Checking for sound check and know what you are doing and what you want for your focus. That's why it's called sound check. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just rely on, on everybody else. Well, that's, I mean, that's who, uh, that's good that you guys got that instilled in you now, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. lose it after you guys get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and no one can do anything by themselves, like completely by yourselves. It's just 100%. impossible. You need other people, but you still need to know your vision and like what you want and expect. And, like. and to know like just a little bit about what's going on. Like I learned how to engineer. So, you know, I know a little bit more when we're talking to our mixing engineer stuff like so you know how to, to manipulate things and shit yeah, it's yeah. not like i mean we still do it but it's not just like all like oh i want it to be like airy yeah. or like you know whatever and it's like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. you know the sound yeah. but you got to try to explain it <laughs> yeah. so getting into the studio for the first time like a professional setting how was that for you guys man like was it like surreal if you effort? listen to the first track that we made you can hear me shaking yeah you can hear you my voice like, uh, I was shitting my fucking pants. It sounds like it's ice cold in the booth, and he's just, like, shivering the whole time, but it's just from nerves, like, being so nervous to be in the It was crazy. Our our studio's awesome, and um, the first time, wow, we had, I think Abel was there, or maybe not the first time, but the first few times, like, they, they put us with, like, Soundtrack, which is Lupe's, like, Lupe's producer who's, like, He's done like all Lupe's hits and he's phenomenal. Shout out to Soundtrack. Him and then this engineer named Abel, who is also an amazing dude. Shout out to Abel as well. And like just having these like professional like people. I don't know. I mean, it, it was cool to be like, okay, this is what we wanted. But then like just like actually being there is just like it was nerve wracking. And I think they expected that too, like that we weren't going to be like polished you know like amazing artists oh yeah and abel would i mean we'd be in the booth saying one line over and over yeah he'd be like another take be like uh, one more another one one more another one another one we'd be like doing the same line <laughs> for like an hour an hour yeah and it's like shit like i got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah but uh we, we we accepted that and uh we, we have put in a lot of work but yeah it's it was it was really cool and it was also like a reality check like if you really want to do this, like, there's a lot of work to be done. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, like, our very, very first time at the studio, I never got to finish the story about, uh, like, how we got signed with Lupe. And kind of ties into this. But it was our our good friend from, from fifth grade took us to uh, first and 15th. Hashtag FNFUP. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he took us there, and he, like I said, he always had, like, one foot in, one foot out yeah. when, you know, pretty much when we got older in the music stuff. And he knew an engineer that was working out of First and 15th. So he took us over there, and he, I'm pretty sure he paid for our first Yeah, dude, he's, he's a and, dog. And, yeah, I mean, shout out Bug. He's been there since day one, too, supporting yeah, us. And freaking 
just always helping us out. But he, uh, yeah, he took us, he introduced us to this guy, and we started recording, and we, I think, went three times yeah. total. And on our third time being there, <clears throat> we showed up, and they were like, oh, you guys have to go in, like, the other side of the studio. They have, there's two, there's the A side and the B side. And we were always recording on the B side because that's what we could afford. Like tonight, they're upgrading me to the A side. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the third time that you went there? Yeah. And they're like, they're upgrading you guys to the A side because there's a party going on on B, so no one can record in there. So you guys can still pay the same price, but you guys are just going to be recording on this side. We were like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, that sounds dope. So we do a couple tracks, and then um, our now manager, KD, shout out KD. Yep. Um, she walked in the studio with this producer that had worked for them and she was just going to show her that the A side of the studio because it just got renovated. And she walks in and she's like, what, what's going on in here? Like, and we're like, uh, we're making music. <laughs> she was like, yeah, all, all these like drill rappers and shit. Like that's mostly who'd come through. So she kind of came in like saw us and like laughed. She's like, what are you? on the west side in austin yeah and and we were like uh we're making music and she was like you you two guys are making music and we're like yeah (laughs) she's like can i hear it and we're like okay sure so we played her the one of the songs we had made that night and she i guess really liked it I couldn't tell from her reaction at first because yeah, she yeah. kind of laughed at the end and was like videoing us, and we were like, "Oh God, is she just gonna like flame us?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Twitter <laughs> and shit. Yeah, Next thing they you know, can rap. yeah, these these white boys think they can rap coming to my studio or whatever. But now she was like, she was like, "Yeah, I think we could do something with you guys." Like, I really, I really like that, and I was, we were just like, "What the fuck?" And then not knowing who she was, yeah, we had no idea, and little do we know. Next thing have a freaking contract from first and 15th to like sign with them as, as artists and we were like yeah what the hell yeah you just gotta <laughs> put yourself in these positions to you know yeah opportunities like, man shit like that can happen crazy one day like i said earlier just like your whole trajectory just like completely changed like i you guys like recently before that too i was thinking about like i, I was almost like thinking about stopping like trying with like, I didn't even, like, I made a bazillion phone recordings. I'm like, okay, peop- I had the same thing. I show people. They're like, yeah, that's cool. And that's it. And it's yeah. just like, I, 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 like, I love this. And, like, that's that's all I get out of it. And it's just like, ah. Uh. And it was like, it was what I loved. I didn't know what else I was going to do. But I was just like. And then Elias, this uh, this other friend of ours, um, he's like, but you, like, you can actually do something. I, I got to give him props. Like, I don't really, like, talk to him that much still. I hope he's doing well. But he's, like, he's, like, yo, like, don't, like, don't stop. Don't stop. Like, you can actually do something. Like, I, and he didn't, like, he would always say, like, everyone else, like, yeah, that's good. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a voice memo recording. Like, how hyped can you yeah. be? Like, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah it's not you know like the, I mean? the bass yeah, is, like, yeah. thumping through yeah. it or, like, anything. It doesn't sound good at all. But, yeah, like, he said, like, not to quit and then, like, some, like shortly after that was like when our buddy took us to the studio and like within like a month and it's we, funny we too because like in high school we were 
still like making music and writing music and our buddy would be in and out of the studio all the time not first and 15th but i think he was he's going somewhere else in the city and we would always ask him like to go and be like oh you know he would i would hit him up and be like oh you free tonight and he's like oh i'm going to the studio Oh, can we come? And he's like, uh. But he, he was right for for doing that. Yeah, we it was thought the, it was the wrong people at the time. We were like, oh, does he think we like suck or does it like what? You know, does he just not want us around? But yeah, it was it like was real like, trappers and like people that were like on like some he was shit, just kind of so trying like, to keep us like safe. out of like, yeah. a wrong situation. Which I gotta again pay him respect for like you know. Yeah, that's a good friend, man. Instead of putting you in fucked up situations, yeah, yeah, and then I, you know, understanding the culture barriers and yeah. shit like that, you know what I'm saying? And just like people not just being human when you see other people. Yeah, a lot of these people in Chicago, bro, they ain't got no consciousness. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Real. They don't think about that shit until they sitting in the cell. Yeah, yeah that's why I'll say it again. I love <laughs> Ohio, man. <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, a lot of the states, like, there's a lot of states where it's way more like communal actually really seem to like care for each other and put each other on you know yeah. but that's why like chicago's I, like bitter I, I mean, uh, it might be the weather it might be, yeah, <laughs> i don't know, I don't know short summers you know yeah everyone gets in like that's winter a good mode and song, like, short summer yeah short summers but yeah seeing those places was really cool i i kind of wanted to circle back because i gave kind of like a a little bit of a shitty answer when when you asked like why i'd I didn't know if I would, like, be here past 21 or why I didn't think I would be. And a lot of it was just because, like, I am, like, very, like, I am sensitive and, like, I care about other people. And, like, I almost felt, like, guilty, kind of, for, like, having the things I did. Like, I wasn't, like, like, by any means, like, you know, like, super rich or, like, you know, whatever, but, like, I had a house, you know, I had all the necessities and, like, you know, a little bit of tough situation at home, but it's, like, you know, it's by all means, like, manageable. But my my thing was, like, with all the, like, realities, like, being in that, like, kind of safe bubble, like, kind of getting older, like, seeing all these, like, harsh realities of, like, not only what people have to deal with on, like, the day-to-day like, shit, that's way harder than what I have to deal with. Then there's, like, other countries that are still having, like, civil wars, and then there's, like, you know, we're, like, destroying the earth, all these things, <laughs> like, people getting, like, I don't know, just, like, that was overwhelming feel, to me. Feel guilty. Yeah, feeling guilty and, like, feeling alone and, like, not knowing how I can help. And then I, I kind of realized, like, still want to, like, like, t- with TDK, helping is, like, the main like, you know, core, like, making community and, like, trying our best to to help and be there. But, like, I kind of realized that, like, right now I have to be, like, a little bit more selfish um, and still, like, help people, like, where I can, but I can't be just, like, giving all my energy to other people yeah, and giving all the shit that I have to, like, other people because ultimately, like, that just drains you and like the to be the most like effective to like help other people and accomplish what we want to accomplish it's like you have to like get it for yourself first you know what i mean and like that doesn't mean like if i only have like a few bucks and someone really needed something or you know whatever the case is i would i gladly you know i'm very like giving i would definitely help someone out but it's like to make like a big change like right now and kind of like 
and it feels it feels different because like I I always have been like the type to like put other people like before me and like try and like please everybody but sometimes you can't and uh like it's like right now we're just like working on you know getting it for ourselves right now so we can really like make an impact I just wanted to like say that because like I don't know when you asked I was just thinking about like what was I like going through going through or whatever but yeah that it was just like it's just it's crazy man like getting to that point where it's like oh you're getting pushed into the real world and you like see all this like fucked up shit it's overwhelming like when you actually care yeah it's kind of it's kind of because you give like the reverse situation of what we go through growing up in the ghetto because you you grew up in a pleasant life like a pleasant life like not knowing anything like as far as Fucking junkies walking around, you know what I'm saying? Experience yeah. gunshots, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can only Pleasantville, you guys, li- you guys lived in Pleasantville, <laughs> yeah, literally. And then you guys go out to the real world and realize everybody ain't like how you guys were taught yeah. to be treated or taught to be in, in, in your society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like for us, we're just like, damn, this is the way it's supposed to be. Is there not a better way? You know what I'm saying? But you guys live in a better way. You guys are like, damn, this is the way life is. It's so pleasant yeah. until you go experience what we experience, and then it's like. Yeah. Fuck, and then you have a heart because you feel bad because you're like some people don't feel bad though. They treat us like peasants. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah, it's like yeah. fuck you. It's yeah, it's like so. It's so frustrating because you see. I feel like we we see it more and more, especially now. Like yeah. how people just they treat people like shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like when you live in in a suburb in these like like you were saying Pleasantville little communities everyone's like cordial there's obviously like those clicky little like, yeah yeah whatever. the little misfits in the yeah, neighborhood yeah, yeah yeah but like at the end of the day you're nobody's shooting or burning down houses or shit like yeah, that yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and yeah. like it's i don't know it's just it it builds this false reality in your head as a kid that like oh life is just perfect yeah yeah, yeah. and it's in reality not yeah. at all and I'm 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 kind of like torn between how I feel like about it. I mean, there's like good and bad, but like growing up, I didn't really have like this is more into like how I like got into music and why I care about music so much. Um, like I didn't really like have like that much guidance as a kid. Like I couldn't, I wasn't really allowed to see my dad and my mom like had her own shit that she was dealing with and like, couldn't really be around. So the cool part about that is that I kind of got to create who I wanted to be without any influence, which yeah. could have gone terribly, honestly. <laughs> like, I could have just been the biggest degenerate and like, <coughs> done whatever. But luckily, like, you know, the limited amount that I got to see my dad, he just would always be like, you know, be a good person, do what you want to do. Um, like, nothing's too big to, like, accomplish, shit like that. But I really looked, like, towards musicians, and, like, all the musicians that, like, I was drawn to were people that were, like, fighting for good, like, um, and, like, questioning things and, like, trying to, like, fight for, like, equality and, like, what's right and, like, make you, like, actually think about that shit. So, like, that was, that was, like, the cool aspect of, like, I felt lost a lot, but it was, like, I got to, like, create who I wanted to be, and I'm, like, thankful for that because I didn't, like, have to follow any mold, really. I got to, like, just pick, like, little pieces of 
yeah. the people that I idolized and like what I liked about that and build <sighs> myself up. Yeah, bro. That was that was kind of like similar what, for me, like just staying out of situations that I knew that were wrong. You know what I'm saying? Just taking yeah. that. And uh, for me, I that's what kept me just looking at. I knew that in my life there was something. That I always felt like there was something bigger for me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Here. And it's like we don't we don't have the guidance to get us there because yeah. we don't have conferences with our with our elders, our elder men, our uncles, our dads. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Our cousins. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to find those conferences of men because we're scared to open up and tell motherfuckers how we really feel or what yeah. we're dealing with as men. For sure. And that's why that's why I love the podcast because we can talk, you know what I'm saying, have this conversation so other people can hear it and understand. Maybe they can go talk to two. So you guys got a, a interesting name, Two Depressed Kids. So, you know, a lot of parents are going to refrain to that, you know what I'm saying, and get attracted to that because they lost the kids from opiate, yeah. opioids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Depression, anxiety is like a, a big thing with these young teenage kids yeah. now. Yeah, and it's it's crazy how it's evolved. Like, sorry, sorry yeah, to cut yeah. you off. You're good, you're good. But it's like, you know, at the beginning it is kind of, it was like when we are in it, in it, and it's like, yeah, we let's just like be depressed. sad together, you know, whatever. Let's just like, you know, put this out. Hopefully someone can relate, whatever. But the evolution now, like, kind of getting older, getting more experience, kind of, like, learning how to move and maneuver, like, through the world and, like, with the shit that goes on. It's, like, now it's more of, like, like, still that, like, we can feel together, but it's, like, we also have something to, like, offer to, like, try and help people that were, like, going through the shit that, like, we were when we were, like, really, really struggling. So it's the way that it's evolved is really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm proud of that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think like, I think a big thing too with the evolution and, and the growth is, um, you know, for us, we still do obviously struggle with like feelings of depression or anxiety, but to a manageable point we know how to cope with it but it it's helped us learn how to like really teach someone else even if you know like we had said before there's been times where there's people that we feel like we don't know yeah. what but just like on the most human level things that everybody you know can manage and like that everybody goes through we can like we kind of work through that and like feel like we have something to offer yeah, yeah man so yeah, on a on a positive note, I don't know. Life's life's a blessing, like you <laughs> said, and it's a blessing to be here today, smoking some some good weed. Before yeah, we get out, of, before we get out of here, man, well, that was a great conversation. I appreciate. It. I wish we could stay longer. Yes, yeah, yeah. the coffee, man. I was just going on rants. <laughs> <laughs> but man, thank First you for podcast. coming to uh, share some of your thoughts, man. Absolutely, or your man. stories, man. What you got going on? What you got going on before uh, we get out of here? What you guys got planned? What's your uh, IG real quick. What's your what's your links? IG is two dot depressed dot kids, um, and then that's pretty much all of our social medias. And then, um, what we got going on? We're wrapping up our album right now, and um, we yeah are gonna get that going. And hopefully, you guys really like the music. It's gonna show a little bit of our evolution and growth with our. Uh, depression and struggles and hopefully it helps someone else out there as well yeah and we uh 
It's uh, Sunday football. Football's back week three, baby. Oh, shit. The Bears need to turn it around, man. Yeah, for real. (laughs) They really do. Hey, Justin Fields said he's back to playing football. Good luck to uh, everybody who's playing fantasy. I'm one and one. I need this win this week. You're already connecting. Okay, dope. Yeah, man, my fantasy. uh, I got golf, man, for Detroit. And I got the running back Cook yeah. from Buffalo. Yeah, me too. I got, I got Cook. And I got, uh, so what's his loop. name from uh, Jefferson? Oh. Yeah, I, he's been carrying pick. me like, yeah, first pick. And somebody nice. passed him up. I was at number two, so I really? just took him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Damn. But, yeah, I mean, that, that volume's crazy. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, t.d.k. Wait, no, that's our email. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's two depressed kids on like all social media. You can find us, and uh, it's TDK on streaming platforms. If you want to find the music, uh, we're working on wrapping up our album. Stay tuned for that. Stream Misjudge in the meantime, and yep. uh, thank you again for having us. This has been awesome. Our first podcast. Fuck. And, uh, Fire, man. Appreciate you guys coming on, man. Uh, much love to you guys, man. Drew and Jake. Yes, sir. Peace and hair. Grease, man, we out. It's your boy, Jay Banner, on the Cushion Coffee Podcast. What you got for us, bro? This is uh, our first single coming up off the album, Balloons at a Funeral, all about what we were talking about, evolution, baby, celebrating the death of an old you and a new start. Yeah, man. I said, peace, man. We out.